Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the sweet, the loving, the tender, my man and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. Did you ever believe that you would have such an amazing introduction? Ah, uh, man. I, I don't feel like I deserve it, but I'm super grateful for it. Oh, you are worthy of it every day, sir. We are so glad that you're here. I'm feeling good, Eric. How you feeling? Getting better every day. Better every day. We've had this sickness that never ends, but I mean, we also have been partying hard. I was out last night at a Todrick concert. I love Todrick so much. His concert was so amazing. And where were you, Eric? I was at uh, Guns N' Roses. I I didn't realize they were broken up for like 20 years. This is a big deal that they're touring. And the stadium was filled with like 15,000 people. Oh, yeah. The the arena was totally packed. I mean, it probably sold out. I couldn't see an empty seat. That's amazing. I love that. Like the staying power of creating something that connects to people. Ooh, and that's good because this is episode 104. Are you a critic or are you a creator? And I am so excited about this episode. This is going to be an amazing episode. And let me tell you why. In this episode, I am going to tell you something that people work their whole lives for, something that people die and fight and live to discover. Are you ready? Tell me. The meaning of life. This is this is big. This is huge. Like, did you know that you were going to discover the meaning of life by listening to the Awesome with no, Allison podcast? It, it just seemed like a normal morning, but I'll take it. It just felt like a regular old Wednesday, but no, truth bombs galore, gems from the heavens on high are going to be dripping into your body, into your soul. Okay, I'm saying this a little facetiously, but I also actually 100% mean it because One of my favorite questions is this. And are you guys ready? We're getting into it. Are you here? We're excited. Let's do it. What's the purpose of this life? What's the purpose of life? And this is honestly one of my favorite questions to ask people. And if you hang out with me for any amount of time, I will lay this on you if we're at lunch, if we're driving in the car, in the middle of a business meeting, I'll stop talking about like the emails we need to get done and just be like, but what is the purpose of life? And now you'll have an answer. <laughs> but I really, really want you, before I before I talk about this, are you a critic or a creator? And I talk about the purpose of life and my understanding in this moment, okay? I want you to think. Like, I get that this is a deep question and maybe this is what you were looking for on this morning or evening, but it's such an important question. Do you get why it's such an important question, Eric? Well, I mean, this question can drive your life values. It can drive what you do. It can drive... I get it can drive everything about what you do in this life. So it seems like it's pretty important. The reason why I love to even bring it up in the middle of a business meeting is because you can get so caught up in the minutiae. You can get so caught up in the problem that needs to be solved, whether that's an issue you're worried about with one of your kids or a product that you're trying to come up with the name for or the price you're trying to decide on or where you're going to go on vacation. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And when I come back to this, 
this question of, but like, what is the purpose of life? What is the meaning of life? It is one of those like perspective bombs that I just think is so helpful. And so I want you to think of something that you're trying to noodle around in your mind right now. I want you to think of something that it would be helpful to have some perspective on. Because honestly, the goal of this podcast, we say it in the intro every week. And the reason I read it every week, and it's not just a recording that we use, is because I like to remind myself the purpose of this podcast, and it's to help you feel a little more awesome than you did before. It's not to solve all of your life problems, and it's not even to help you feel awesome. It's to help you feel a little more awesome than you did before. And I think so often in life, we try to go from feeling like absolute crap to feeling absolutely fantastic. And in trying to make that 20-step leap, we feel even worse because we're not able to get there immediately. So I want you to think of something you would like to feel a little more awesome in and then when we bring this perspective of what do we think the purpose of life is or what what's the meaning of life, like apply it to that and just see how it applies just to give you some perspective, okay? Okay. So I've thought about this a lot and a lot of people say to be happy. The meaning of life, the purpose of life is to be happy. A lot of people will say something having to do with relationships. Or being a nice person. Being a nice person, yeah. But like... Then I love to play devil's advocate. I love to say, okay, so if the purpose of life is to be happy, what about people who were born into slavery, kept in slavery? Is the whole purpose of their life to find happiness in that circumstance? And and, and, and I'm not even saying it's not. And I'm not even suggesting that, again, I'm not suggesting I have all the answers to life and that I'm starting a cult and you can join it. But actually, no, I mean... (laughs) I'm saying let's open our minds like this is a thought experiment. I love thought experiments. So if it's to be happy, well, then are you failing? If you're not happy in every moment, do you expect to be happy in every moment? So then is the purpose of life to be happy more than not be happy? Okay, just examine this. What is it that you believe? And not what is it that your parents told you or that your religion tells you because I think we get those answers in our mind, and then when we actually sit and go through them, they don't really align with what it is you really believe or know to be true for your life. So think about that. Another one is to be a good person. And I'm like, well, good is completely subjective. So then is the purpose to come and figure out how to be good based on your definition of good? Is there a universal definition of good? Should we all adhere to a universal definition of good? So anyway, these are just some of the fun things to think about. Lately, I've been asking this question a lot, and I don't usually um, ask it and provide or have an answer. I genuinely want to hear what people have to say on this. And I was thinking about it after I asked um, some people in my office the other day. And here's something I love right now, and this is my truth right now, and I just want to share it with you. I believe the purpose of my life is to be a creator, is to create And I want to talk about the different ways that I can create. And I want to talk about how focusing on the purpose of my life being creating has given me peace, has given me joy, and has given me clarity. So the first reason why focusing on being a creator has brought me peace and joy is because 
creation is all about the process. It's not about what is created. It's more about the pro. Think of the verb to create. It's to bring something into fruition. It is not the goal or the thing itself. Happy to me is a goal. It can be a process, but even just the word happy, like I think it's a destination we think of rather than a state of being. And I love the idea of creation because it is like a sub, it's like a state. I'm creating. Yeah. It's the process. It is that idea. We have our episode that I really, really like that you should go back and listen to on how to be yourself more. And one of the ideas that we share in that how to be yourself more is accept that there is no arrival. Yeah. You're constantly in this state of creating, really. I mean, when you truly like stomach it, it's such a freeing thought concept to know that there is no arrival and all things are happening right now. I love that because it helps me be more present. It helps me be more accepting. It helps me be more allowing. And now the second idea of why my purpose is to create has been so freeing for me is something that I share at the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop, which is one of my life theories. And it is, you can be a critic or a creator. Are you a critic or a creator? And that's what we call this episode. When you are creating, you are not criticizing. Because when you are being a critic, you are taking bricks off the wall. Or you're not putting any bricks on the wall because you're standing back and staring critically at it. Think of your life. Think of your relationships. Think of your goals as something you're creating. And when you stay in the role of creator, you are staying in the role of action. You are staying in the role of flow. You are staying in the role of positivity and allowing rather than dismantling. That's so deep on so many levels. Uh, this think, isn't think a of, light episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many applications. This isn't Fruit Loops. Now, I do want to take a minute to talk about privilege and how... It is easy to say that if you're not dismantling something, if you're dismantling something, that you're being a critic. And I want to apply that to oppressive political structures. I want to apply that to oppressive uh, racial structures that we have in place in America and all over the world. Those do need to be dismantled. But I still think what that is, is more than being a critic, is you're creating a new system. You're creating new opportunities for the oppressed people. And so this idea that we have to be positive all the time and we can't get mad and in order to be a good person, we just have to be nice, I think is actually a really detrimental thought. And that's why I don't like the purpose of life is to be just nice because just being nice while other people are being oppressed and abused and taken advantage of is not the way I want to live my life. Yeah. And in order to be a creator of an advantage for people of color, in order to be an ally or an accomplice to minorities... We do have to dismantle these very oppressive and biased structures. And they're so deep in our core that we don't even see them. And does that take critical thinking skills? Yes. 
But I still believe when you think of Martin Luther King, when you think of Rosa Parks, when you think of Mother Teresa, when you think of people who helped dismantle corrupt structures, they were creators at their core because they weren't just coming in and ripping things apart. They were trying to come in and create new ways of being. So I don't want to mistakenly talk about creating only as putting band-aids on things and staying nice and just staying positive. I believe in order to be a true creator, we don't just create for ourselves, we create for those around us. It is not just this idea of everything is positive, light, airy, love, I'm nice, I'm kind, I'm happy. Those things are important, but they're not more important than basic human rights. So you're saying the purpose of life is to be a creator in that creation is building a better world. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why this is an interesting conversation because I'm like, it's to be a creator, but then there's all, so many parameters around it. Mm-hmm. So are you a critic or are you a creator? And I think even when you're thinking about going in and doing work to help create new systems or going in and doing work to create a life for yourself, going in to create a business, going in to create a family, to create relationships, asking yourself, am I being a critic in this role or am I being a creator empowers you to be your highest, truest self, which I believe is a creator and not a critic. I believe we are here to build things up and in order to build things up, sometimes we do need to give ourselves space and take things down. But it's just like when you have old buildings and they're falling apart and you have to go in and dismantle some of the base and the structure and the foundation so that you can build a stronger building, a stronger structure. I think that is also part of creation. And what I'm saying is that That is not being a critic. That is being part of the building process. I think being a critic is when we stand back and just make commentary. When we stand back and are just in our thoughts. When we stand back and watch our lives and watch the world and watch other people's lives rather than being an active participant in it. Okay, yeah. And so even then, are you a critic or a creator? I wanted to have that conversation where people could be like, no, we need critics because we need people to tear down these structures. And what I'm saying is, yes, we do need people to tear down these oppressive structures. I don't believe they're being critics. I believe they're being creators. I believe when we are being a critic in our life, it's when we're being passive, when we're being the passenger. And we're putting all responsibility away from us. Yes. When we're being the victim of our lives. That is being the critic of your life. That is being a critic in this world. And we don't need any more critics in my opinion, we need more creators. We need more people creating change, more people creating opportunity, more people participating. Participants. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk about three ways you can be more of a creator. So if you're liking this idea of being a creator, you're liking this idea of this could be purpose and meaning or even just some of the purpose and meaning of life, there's lots of different ways that we can create. I think the first thought we're going to have when it comes to being a creator is that we have to be doing something all the time. And I don't believe this is true because the first area I want to talk about is 
creating experiences. How do we create experiences is we create our experience of the world around us. And I think that that is probably like one of our most powerful roles as a creator is creating the experience around us that we're having. So now I go back to my example. What about people who were born in war-torn Poland? What is the meaning and the purpose of their life? And if you look at it through this lens of to be a creator, the circumstances even if they are so dire and so sad, don't matter as much as the experience you create around the circumstances. So I want you to go into your life. I want you to go back to that thing that we were talking about before, the thing that is causing you to not feel a little more awesome you know, than you did before, the thing that is causing you to feel pain or suffering. And rather than focus on the circumstance, focus on the reality that you are creating around the circumstance. And how could you be a little more of a creative creator around that reality of the circumstance? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Do you need like an application? It's actually what I was thinking about because you brought up some really heavy stuff, which can seem overwhelming. And it's like, people who already beat themselves up that they're not doing enough. And it's like, well, I'm not doing enough for that. And so that can be really hard. But I was thinking even the smallest things like creation in your life, the smallest things, I mean, that's probably where you should start and tackle. I mean, like, I mean, a marriage is a serious thing, but it's interesting. Like I have friends, we talk about marriage, but you can see the ones that are critics or creators in a marriage. Oh my gosh. I love that. And you can actually see the ones who are happier are the ones who are creating. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's a stark difference when you, put on the, these glasses to observe, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, I don't even think it's a fine line. You can actually tell, are you creating or are you criticizing? And that's, that's why I've, I share this at the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop and I've literally sat on this theory for years and not shared it because I was like, is it that stark? Is it that dire that you're a critic or a creator? And now based on the way that I want to define critic and creator, like the way I shared with you, where I'm not saying you're a critic just because you're dismantling something, but the definitions that I shared, I'm like, no, I I do think it's that black and white, right? Like I do think it's that black and white. And you guys are super, super Obviously, you get to live your life however you want. These ideas and thoughts are blowing my own mind right now and bringing me lots of peace and lots to think on. And that's what I wanted to share with you. I want to share things that are helping me feel more awesome. And I love how, Eric, you brought up that this can be really overwhelming and you're like, I'm already beating myself up for stuff. And so let's put it into application. When I was driving home from my concert last night, I focused on what is the experience on this drive home that I want to create. And it had been a busy night full of talking to people, full of interactions. And there were a couple of interactions where I was like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. And a couple of interactions where I was like, I think I sounded stupid. All the things we do after we have like a big night out, okay? And I told Eric what I did is I thought, what is the experience? What is the reality that I want to create for myself right now? And I thought, I I want to be able to have enjoyed my night but I want to go home and not be rehashing the night. And so then I asked myself, what's something I could do to help me do that, create that experience? And it just came to my mind. I said this to myself, I forgive myself for everything I said or did that wasn't in alignment with my highest self. I choose to release it and I choose to allow myself to enjoy this present moment. 
And it literally just like flowed to me and it felt so good. And then I started repeating it. And I was like, I forgive myself for everything I said or did that wasn't in alignment with my highest self. I forgive myself. Allison, do you really forgive yourself? Yes, I forgive myself. I'm not a robot. I can't be perfect all the time. Okay, you're going home. Do you want to be able to sleep well tonight? Do you want to be excited to talk to Eric? Yes, I release all all of that and allow myself to live in the present moment. And I feel like I was being a creator in that moment by creating the experience that I wanted to have in that moment. And then by examining what experience I wanted to create, I was able to see the things that I needed to do to help me get there. Yeah, it was a big change from past evenings out. And it was amazing. And so Eric, you brought up the second thing. So the first way that we can be more of a creator and it was in experiences, creating experiences. What is the experience? And maybe some other words that will resonate with you are feelings, emotions. What is the reality? Like what is it that you are trying to create that experience that you want to feel. The second way that I think we can work on being more of a creator is, Eric, you brought this up, is in relationships. And I love, love, love how you put it up that you can see when people are talking about relationships, if they are talking about being If their actions and their attitude is of more in a creator place or more in a critic place. So can you think of any examples to kind of back that up? I I don't know of specific, specific, but I mean, like when you go out with the guys or when women go out together, I'm sure, you know, you talk about your wives, your husbands, and uh, it's pretty visible to see. And sometimes people are in bad places. Yeah. It's it's easy to see. Well, now with this, with this new lens, the people that are just criticizing and it's all, it's all on the spouse and not me. And then there's the ones who are, you know, put effort and time and are creating a marriage or, you know, this relationship experience that they want and are working towards that. Even if it's not perfect, when you are in the action of working towards something better, there's, there's natural positivity and what I would call like backing from the universe to help you do that. absolutely love that because I think that it applies in the exact same way where what we're not saying and what I'm not saying is that you shouldn't go out with your friends and feel like you can't have an open conversation about things in your relationship that aren't ideal. I'm not saying that to be a creator, we can't have open conversations about things that aren't ideal in our society or culture, but exactly what you said, Eric, where is the focus of working towards a better relationship or is it just picking apart the one that you have or picking apart the partner that you have? Mm -hmm. And so it's the attitude that you're bringing to it. It, Again, it's not even necessarily what you're doing. It's the intention you're bringing when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Because I think in order to understand a relationship, sometimes you do need to share a story with a friend about my husband did this and I felt this way and I just need to verbally process it. That doesn't mean you're just being a critic. It's what's the intention with sharing that story with your friend is the intention. A lot of of it's unconscious until you realize it. So it's not like you're a terrible person. No. No, this is very unconscious. I, I also see this a lot with people in their relationship to their jobs or their boss. Oh, I think that that is so true. Like you said, it's unconscious a lot of times. And so next time you start just sharing a story like that, just ask yourself, like, what is my intention? 
do not beat yourself up if your intention is to vent or because it feels good to say these snarky things. Does it really feel good? Is that really my intention? Does that really align with what I think my highest self and highest purpose to be? Because just like last night, I can get in this place where I'm really working on being my highest self right now. And then when I feel like I'm not, I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said this. But that person who is criticizing me is not my highest self. Yeah. So immediately my highest self was the person who came in and said, which again, I'm all the same person, but the, but the, the part of me that came in and said, hey, you're not a robot. That's okay. Forgive yourself and allow yourself to enjoy this present moment. How do you want to create experiences, be more of a creator in experiences than a critic, be more of a creator in relationships than a critic? And then the third place that I feel like we can focus on being more of a creator than a critic is in the focus. And I love how each one kind of like tipped off to the next one, just in your focus. What, what is your focus? It goes back to what is your intention? And the reason why I love all of these things is because they are things that we can work on. We cannot control all of the circumstances. We cannot control all of the like things that happen to us. We can't control how other people talk to us, how other people treat us. We can't control the timeline. There's so many things we can't control, but we can always be aware. And I'm not saying control anymore. I'm letting go of that word. But we can be aware of our focus. And when we are aware of our focus, we can ask ourselves, is this focus putting me in the role of a creator or putting me in the role of a critic? So for example, when I am working on our sale, right now we're doing our How to Make Instagram Work For You audio course, and it's going really, really well, and I'm super excited. I'm going to talk to you guys about it. But when we sit down to write a sales email, the focus I can bring can be, we have to sell more of these, more people need to open this email. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That that Mm -hmm. focus is really critical, is really criticizing myself, like, you got to get to this goal. It's, it's really harsh. Yeah. But when I sit down and I focus on, I genuinely believe, and this is, I mean, I'm saying this, I genuinely believe that the information in our how to make Instagram for you audio course is going to improve people's lives, help them crush it at their business and help them bring peace and joy into the work they're doing. When that is my focus, I am so much more creative. I am so much more of a creator in the email I'm going to write. Then when my focus is, how can I get more people to buy this thing I want them to buy. Do you see what I'm saying? And so then I'm creating these solutions. I'm creating this positive experience. I'm bringing this creator part of me rather than the critic part of me to the table. And what I produce is so much better. Yeah. Totally. It makes sense. Okay. So we've covered a lot of light, happy, easy topics today. Um, The meaning and purpose of life, but this idea of what if, just try this on for size, one of the meanings or a meaning that you could try on for life is that you're a creator, that you are here to create and that you don't even have to do anything or will that or force it. It just is. And you just have to allow it. You don't have to fight it. You just have to flow with it. And what are some places where we could um, examine our role of a creator more in our life? 
in our experiences, in the way that we respond to our reality, to our circumstances, in our relationships, and in our focus. And this is something that has just been really, really fun for me. I was talking about it in line at Cafe Rio yesterday, and it sounded like such stoner talk. (laughs) And there was like this group of like tech business guys in front of us, and I was like all passionate about it, talking to Julie and Ashley. And they like kept looking back, and I was like, yeah, this is the light lunchtime conversation that we're choosing to have today, (laughs) past the blunt, but like, like it really, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just hope this is giving you some perspective. I hope that this is, um, even if you don't agree with a lot of this, that's cool too, because I really hope that it's caused you to think about what you think the meaning and purpose of life is. And even if you don't think the purpose of life is to be a creator, I know that in my own life, I am feeling so good. I'm feeling so flowy. I'm finding so much more peace and ease in focusing on my role as a creator, just allowing myself to just be this beautiful like goddess creator in each moment it makes me feel so good and powerful and light and it just makes me want to share that with other people which is why I wanted to share that with you today you're doing an incredible job please do not use anything in this episode or any episode to start getting down on yourself and start thinking I need so much work I have so far to go I need to do this just forget Forgive and love yourself and decide right now in this moment if there was one thing that spoke to your heart that you feel like is going to help you be more in alignment with your highest self that you will take action on it and you will just allow it to bring you more peace and more comfort in your life. Um, Eric, do you have a review for us? I do. This is from Estrella Thrift. She says, I've listened to and cried to your podcast three times this week. Thank you for being who you are and having this Kanye confidence. I love Kanye confidence. But also making your confidence transparent and easy to connect to. Connection is so powerful and you and Eric are doing it. It's truly rare to find someone so influential and captivating where they're not saying, here I am, I'm so great, but that they are bringing the listener to where they are. You are truly connecting with us every time. I don't know how you do it, but here you are. I will keep listening as long as you keep sharing and air humping. By the way, doubt Kanye could do that. Thank you, Allison and Eric. (laughs) Um, what was the name? Estrella Thrift. Okay, Estrella, that was such a cool review. I loved the focus of that review on connection, and I just really, really appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can I ask you guys, sharing is caring, and Estrella, we are going to send you um, a goodie package Email us with your address to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. I am smiling like a super stoner right now. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just in such, like, a happy place. I do feel a little bit vulnerable sharing this episode. I don't know. I'm just going to share it because I feel really good about it. So I'm just going to go from that place. So I really do hope that it serves you. I'm super interested to hear your guys' thoughts. I'd love to have a, a conversation about it. And will you just do me a favor and... 
And if this episode or any episode has spoken to you, will you share it? We just love you guys sharing the podcast. It really helps us. It gets it to more new people. You don't even have to share it. We love when you share it in your Instagram stories. But honestly, even just text messaging the episode that you like to a friend is such a cool way to spread the word about this podcast and get more people feeling a little more awesome than they did before. And we really, really appreciate that. I do want to let you guys know that the introductory price on my How to Make Instagram Work For You audio course is ending very soon. People are finding immediate relief and immediate results with our How to Make Instagram Work For You course. So if you have a project, an idea, if you have a message, or you have something that you want to grow or take to the next level, whether you just got started or you're sitting pretty and you're like, how do I get it to the next place? Our How to Make Instagram Work For You course absolutely will help you do that. It will help you get your message, idea, product, service, something that you sell to the next level. Because what we focus on in that course is how to zero in on your goals, zero in on your strengths, and then we teach you how to leverage the incredible power of Instagram to capitalize on that. That's what I've done. It's what Ashley Rose Reeves, who wrote the course with me, has done. And it's what the five other industry experts, actually seven other industry experts that we bring into the course have done too. And we share all of that with you. So you can learn more about that at allisonsbrandschool.com forward slash IG for you, the number four, the letter U. I just want to remind you, only you can be you. Only you can be that creator. Like no one else can create the way you do. No one else can create from your perspective, with your empathy, with your life experience. You are so important. You are so needed. You are so imperative to this planet. Only you can be you and you are already right this minute as awesome as you need to be. Eric, you've got something good for us to go out on. I've got something great. So, uh, our library, Pleasant Pictures Music Club, is growing all the time. We just added a brand new collection called Kindness. Oh, yay. I love that. Yeah. Um, so this song is called God is in the Meadow. Ooh. 